Hey, hey, folks, how's it going? Welcome to this. Yeah, this one. This episode of uh, Electric Leftovers. I want to thank you for coming by, and we're going to talk about some stuff, and it's going to be good, and it's going to be great, and you have a wonderful time, and you can tell all your friends, and they're going to be so jealous. So jealous. Before we get started, I should point out that I may have been drinking. And by may have been drinking, I mean, oh my goodness, have I been drinking. Uh, let me tell you, viewers, a man who enjoys his beer, and uh, the Black Butte Porter, that's a good thing right now. Uh, so over at the website, we've got some goings-on and some happenings and some, you know, that kind of stuff nouns of all shapes and sizes. Uh, have some new Treasure Hunter G. Uh, got some new Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne hopefully coming up fairly soon. Our good friend Ragnats is out enjoying life with his new wife. So I want everybody to go over and say, good job, Ragnats. You did good. And so he's kind of left everything up to us to get put over to the website. And um, it's, I just forgot. I'm sorry. And then I remembered and then I couldn't do it. So I got to find Coolio who has escaped from his North Korean prison. And then he's going to tell me how to fix that and so on and so forth. Anyway, uh, so there will be some new Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. You can expect some new Actraiser 2 any day now. You can expect some new uh, Bat and Kytos, Eternal Wings on the Lost Ocean. This weekend, did not get any done last weekend, but I will get some done this weekend. Uh, and we have a brand new um, Low Bias Monthly. So that's got kicked off with uh, Killer 7 from yours truly. So yeah, plus... Plus, Jade has this brilliant, brilliant post about Dragon Ball, and we're talking about kickstarting, and we're talking about so much stuff. Like, I could talk about it for minutes, potentially halves of hours. But yeah, go over and check it out. I mean, there's so much stuff going on over there. Talk about Raptor, which is some great gaming software. Um... Jade's talking about Dragon Ball GT, as we said. Should we kickstart the past, Jade wants to know? Minecraft Realms, maybe? Hmm? Yeah, doesn't that sound fun? I think it does.
Going over to the archives, last time we talked about Adventure Island. Did you know that Adventure Island had a sequel? Sure did. Could you even think that it would be called Adventure Island 2? Hudson's Adventure Island 2, perhaps? Because it sure is. Soar into action with Adventure Island 2. The evil witch doctors just snatched your favorite lady. And you've got to battle your way past eight treacherous islands to get her back. Combat prehistoric monsters. Some of the creepiest fire-spitting critters ever to slither across a video screen. Survive molten volcanoes. Dodge giant scorpions and king cobras. And the action gets even crazier with a new vertical horizontal scroll while Sage Select lets you control play. So sharpen your axe, slip on a leopard skin, and take off for Adventure Island 2. It's gonna be a wild ride. And yeah, Adventure Island 2, everything that was great about the first game is still here. Everything that needed to be fixed in the first game has been fixed. It is the ideal sequel. Keeps everything how you loved it fixes everything that you didn't. It's great. I have so much fun playing Adventure Island. I have even more fun playing Adventure Island too.
You may have noticed um, that I've started introducing some music uh, here into the segment. Um, what we're going to be doing, and this is something that, you know, I kind of, people talked about, you know, maybe we should do this, this music thing a little more often, right? Uh, just, you know, for something new. I mean, we like music. You like music. I like music. Let's like music together, right? Uh, so here's the thing. Um, it's really hard to get permission from, you know, people like Nintendo and Nobu Ematsu and the people who do the music for a lot of video games. It's hard for me to send them, like, a Twitter thing and say, have podcast. Please let have music for podcast. Because they're Japanese and they don't speak Twitter. I'm in American. I don't even speak English. I talk American and I don't understand Twitter. Um, so I'm going to go over and I'm going to check out some stuff over at Overclock Remix, ocremix.org, and I'm going to get some songs from there. We're going to listen to them here in the podcast. And if you want to know more about them, you can go over to the website. And I will list the songs uh, in the podcast section. So you can find this episode over at the pod or over at the podcast section of the forums. And if there's a tune you particularly like, go and check it out over there. Obviously, music from today's uh, episode from our good good friends, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yes, yes. Podcast would be complete without the news of the weird, ladies and gentlemen. 
answer to that question, most of them. Not an answer to that question, this one. So let's get into it with our lead story. This is an update about California inventor Matt McMullen, who makes the world's most realistic life-size female doll. The real doll, with exquisite skin texture and facial and body architecture, which sells for $5,000 to $10,000, depending on customization. Well, good old Matt is working with engineers experienced in robotics to add animation. What? But according to a June New York Times report, faces a built-in problem. Oh, no! As a pioneer, Japanese robotics developer observed robots that become too human-like tend to disgust rather than satisfy. Hence, the more lifelike McCullen makes his real dolls, the more likely the customer is to be creeped out rather than turned on, perhaps forcing the virtuoso McMullen to leave enough imperfection to reassure the customer that it's just a doll. Speaking of cultural diversity, because the Japanese are people, I'm people, you're people, Real dolls, not people. Uh, A low-caste minor girl, that's minor, M-I-N-O-R, not M-I-N-E-R, we are not Minecrafting, a low-caste minor girl was beaten up by several higher-caste women in the village of uh, India, why? Ganeshpura, India, that wasn't too bad, in June, in retaliation for the girls having disrespected a male relative of the woman by allowing her shadow to partly cover the man. The girl's family managed to get a police station to file charges, but in some remote villages like Iganeshpura, higher caste aggressors can intimidate the victims into silence, and in this case, allegedly threatened to kill the girl and members of her family for the shadow casting. Moving right along, Unison Spa House in Hakone, Japan, recently began offering guests supposedly soothing skin conditioning baths of ramen noodles, elevating to health status what might be Japan's real national dish. The pork broth that fills the tub is genuine, but because of health department regulations, only synthetic noodles can be used, and it is not clear that the artificial ramen achieves the same, allegedly, beautifying collagen levels as actual noodles. Viewers, I want you to get up. I want you to get up now you to go to your kitchens you listen to this podcast you have ramen in your kitchen i make this podcast i have ramen in my kitchen make yourself some ramen wrap your face in it tell me if you feel beautiful call me leave me a voicemail with ramen on your face tell me how beautiful you feel government in action did you know the federal medicare fraud strike force is a thing that exists It does. And the Federal Medicare Fraud Strike Force obtained indictments of 243 people in June in a variety of alleged scams and swindles. And among those arrested were Dr. Noble U. Ezukanma, 56, of Fort Worth, Texas, who once billed the government for working 205 hours in a single day. That day being October 16th, 2012. Well, I remember that day. God, it never ended. Other indictees were similarly accused of inflating the work they supposedly did for Medicare patients. But but Dr. Ezukanma clearly had the most productive day of the bunch. Let me tell you, viewers, that day was like the sun stood still. Republican presidential contender Carly Fiorina... Good old Carly Fiorina. The only person who may be as inept at business as Donald Trump. 
uh, who with her husband earned $2.5 million last year, disclosed that the U.S. tax system required her to file not just a federal return, but returns in 17 states as well. And a June New York Times report chose one state, Michigan, to highlight the Fiorina's plight. Ultimately, the Fiorina's determined that they owed Michigan income tax of $40, but they had no way of knowing the exact amount until they had completed 58 pages of documents. To rule out various Michigan attempts to collect more because the tax they owed was more justly payable to other states and could thus be excluded. You know what? You can do your taxes online. I do mine online. It's great. Canada's naval vessels... Let's say that again. In case you think you misheard me. Canada's naval vessels... The Great Canadian Navy, stationed in Halifax, Nova Scotia, currently lacks supply ship service. Oh, then there we go. According to a May Canadian press report, one of the two supply vessels has been decommissioned, and the other, 45 years old, is floating limply because of corrosion. And work on a replacement will not begin until 2017. Consequently, according to the report, the Navy has been forced to order repair parts for the ship by advertising for them on eBay. I take back what I said about Canada's naval vessels. All is well in Canada. News you can use, ladies and gentlemen. Amaze your friends, your relatives, and get yourself some uh, free drinks at the next bar when you tell this story. A brief Washington Post review in June heralded the new edition of the Rutledge International Handbook of Ignorance Studies, covering different types of ignorance in a range of subjects by authors from various countries. Among the valuable conclusions in the book is that while, quote, individual ignorance may be rational in some cases, it is unlikely that collective ignorance advances the society. In any event, the author concluded, the realm of ignorance is so vast that no one volume can fully cover it all. Oh, brings a tear to my eye. Florida also brings a tear to my eye, or maybe is the only thing. I don't know. Florida... Florida, we need to talk, Florida. Because of the walkway in front of a Publix supermarket, Publix, P-U-B-L-I-X, Florida, Publix supermarket in Fort Lauderdale had seen its share of Girl Scout cookie sellers. Patrick Lanier, Lanier apparently thought the venue was a natural for his product. On June 4th, he plopped down a live five-foot-long shark he had just captured and which he hectored shoppers to buy, asking $100 and occasionally tossing buckets of water on it to keep it shimmering. He had less success than the cookie peddlers and in short order loaded, loaded it back into his truck, took it to an inlet, and released it. However, he did avoid the police. It is illegal to sell a fish without a commercial license. Or just fish. Fish is one of those words that is both plural and singular. And I don't care what you were told. You were told wrong. Got it? Got it. The New York Court of Appeals ruled in June that when a body is taken for official autopsy and organs are removed, including the brain, the deceased's family does not necessarily have a right to receive the body with organs reinserted. Quote, nothing in our common law jurisprudence, the judges wrote, mandates that the medical examiner do anything more than produce the body. The family had demanded the entire body back for a proper Catholic burial. That might sound like a joke, ladies and gentlemen, but this actually is entitled Sounds Like a Joke. 
In May, police in Anglesey, North Wales, called for a hostage negotiator to help with two suspects, aged 21 and 27, wanted for a series of relatively minor crimes and a holdup on the roof of a building. However, the building was a one-story community center, and the men, whose feet were dangling over a gutter about eight feet off the ground, had refused to come down. Even as a crowd gathered to watch, the men managed to hold out for 90 minutes before being talked down. Picture it in your minds. You're in North Wales. I'm sorry. And you are watching two young people, younger than me, maybe older than you, maybe your age range, but two young people, sitting on the roof of a building, dangling their feet off the edge. And with eyes still closed, just imagine a Welsh police officer, a bobby, a constable, if you will, hopping up and down, desperately trying to grab at the ankles of these young people, (laughs) and them ever so deftly raising their legs just before he gets there. And then they called Kevin Spacey in. Uh, Those are some pretty incompetent criminals. Here are some more. Marijuana is purported to make some heavy users paranoid. And the January arrest of alleged Bozeman, Montana dealers Leland Ayala Dolanet, 21, and Craig Holland, 22, may have been a case in point. I like that that makes me presume that they are allegedly from Bozeman, Montana. A lot of people are allegedly from Bozeman, Montana. Passers-by had reported the two men pacing along the side of a Golden Beauty Drive in Rexburg, Idaho. Hey, that's just like a couple hours down the road. And, when approached by a car, would throw their hands up until the vehicle passed. When police finally arrived, one suspect shouted, We give up! We know we're surrounded! The drugs, 20 pounds of marijuana, are over there! According to the Idaho Falls Post-Register, they were not surrounded, nor had they been followed by undercover officers, as the men claimed. Here's an update. The South Pacific island of Pitcairn, population 48, all descendants of the crew of the legendary mutiny on the bounty ship and their Tahitian companions, made news of the weird in 2002 when British judges were brought in and jails built to conduct trials on the island's rampant sex abuse of children, said to involve most men and girls on the island. Nine men were convicted, but none served a lengthy sentence. Pitcairn has resumed being an island paradise, and in May, its laconic governing council voted on a sex issue. It legalized gay marriage, even though, according to a June Associated Press report, no one had asked, and only one person had ever identified as gay. One resident told the AP that, well, gay marriage is happening everywhere else, so why not? And some classics... Taking you way back to October of 2010, Ingrid Palusevic 
filed a lawsuit in September, again, 2010, against Laguna Beach, California gynecologist Reed Allensod over leg burns she bafflingly acquired during her 2009 hysterectomy, a procedure that was topped off by the doctor's nearly gratuitous name branding of her uterus was with his electrocautery tool. Dr. Allen Saad explained that he carved Ingrid in inch-high letters on the organ only after he had removed it and that such labeling helps in the event a woman requests the return of the uterus as a souvenir. He called the branding just a friendly gesture and said he did not know how the burns on Palukovic's legs occurred. And the update, as of 2010, a court in Orange County, California ruled that Allen Saad's regimen did not constitute malpractice. Come to California, viewers. You can get your name branded on your organ of choice. Doesn't even have to be yours. You never call. You never write. I don't know what I did. Maybe you're mad at me. I don't. I mean, really. Come on. We are all adults here. We can have a conversation. You can email me at jason at net. You can go to the website. You can go to the Facebook. You can go to our Twitter. You can call me. Why don't you call me sometime? 425-419-1810. And leave me a message. Okay? folks there you have it thanks for joining me this week's episode of electric leftovers i sure enjoyed having you here i hope you enjoyed being here wherever it is anywhere you lay your podcast is your home viewers uh i hope you enjoyed the music let me know what you think is that something that you know should have more of maybe should have some less of if you got some suggestions maybe there's something you'd like to hear on the next episode leave me a message Send me an email, send me a Facebook, send me a Twitter, send me a low bias gaming uh, forum message, leave it in the shout box, call the hotline, put it on the back of a $5 bill, and give it to someone else. Uh, I'll take your money, but it's going to be really difficult to get it to me. Uh, thank you again and again and again, and I will see you next week. Later. Later.